Welcome to WingsCast in the 2008 Stanley Cup Playoffs. Here, coaches pre and post game press conferences only on DetroitRedWings.com. Hello. Hi, Mike. Just a comment from you. I don't know how much you paid attention to or saw the, the comments coming out of the Pittsburgh room, uh, but it almost seemed like the classic diversion tactic of them accusing Ozzy of being a flopper rather than them talking about being shut down. Is that one of those things that you see at playoff time, a team try to focus on something to get all of us running around and chasing a, a non-story? Well, I don't know. I, I don't pay any attention to that stuff. I mean, we were all at the game. We all saw the game. You can all decide on your own. Yeah, pretty straightforward to me. Follow up to that um, with some of the belly aching coming out of Pittsburgh about the way that the series is being called. How much do you think that'll affect the whistles in Game Three? Zero. Mike, we always talk about home ice advantage, last change, but you've been at this a long time. How much advantage is there really in having that ability? Is it a lot? Is it a little? Or, or with your team, does it really matter? Well. You know, Kevin, we pride ourselves on winning on the road. I mean, a couple of years ago, I think we set the all-time NHL record with 31 wins. And, uh, you know, there's two ways to look at it. At home, what we've done is, is we match Z against Crosby the whole time. Now what we're going to do is let Z and Pav and Homer and Nick and Rafi go. They don't have to worry about that. They're going to be out there trying to generate offense. And we'll match up with whoever we get. We're just going to roll our lines out the gate and uh, and we'll make sure we got the right matchup on the back but that's what we'll do and we think in some ways at times uh, I sometimes think you overcoach and you get in the way by instead of letting the guys have rhythm sometimes so to me that can be an advantage on the road for you. We've played real well on the road and and you know, sometimes they got to chase you. Now, uh, it was a concern I could tell last night early. They kept taking Crosby off the ice. Uh, so, to me, they were trying to avoid that matchup. In the end, that's what happened when our line scored against their fourth line. Is, is They were going, and they saw that we had our guys up. They pulled them off, and they ended up against the fourth line and scored a goal. So, sometimes matchups, I think, get in the way of being successful, to tell you the truth. Can you talk about how Cronwell and Stewart seem to be like a match made in heaven? Well, you know, I just think Cronwell's an upper echelon player who has the dimension of puck moving and intelligence that Lidstrom and Rafalski have with the physical nastiness. I don't know who you describe that as. And then Stewie's a real big body who's... who just plays a simple, good, hard defensive game, can still shoot the puck, can still move the puck, but isn't what I would consider an elite, elite power play guy or anything like that. He's just a really good player, so that's why they mesh well together. But what it's done for us is solidified our top group, obviously, and, uh, I mean, he's made us a a way better team. And so we think our in the three years I've been here, for sure this is the best defense we've ever had. This is kind of an extension to that question almost, but can you just talk about the contributions that you've been getting from guys like Samuelson and Stewart, who he mentioned, and, and Phil Pula. They've been playing great these past two games. Well, Phil's, Phil's an elite, elite player. I mean, so I don't think... 
you know, you look at him, you look at the Mule, you look at Sammy, those are good players. That's why we can have success here is that we have depth and those guys are comfortable and, you know, we got the guys driving the bus. Everyone knows who they are, but you need you need everybody going. We've had good minutes out of Helm and, and it doesn't matter who it is, they got to be important. I thought Lebda and Lils were fantastic last night. So to me, when you look at it, to be successful, everyone's got to be on board and doing it right. got to be happy as a coach when I go in the locker room and ask the players with the results that you've had in the first two games they still say we've got to be better what have you stressed going into game three that you have to be better at well you know the big the big thing is is that everybody always says okay we're going to their building to eat no they've been fantastic in there you got to weather the first 10 minutes why why can't you come out and go after them to me I I think this time of year is a fantastic time of year. You got to enjoy, and I say this every day. You got to enjoy the process, but I really believe that you got to enjoy the preparation today and being around your teammates, and then you got to enjoy again tomorrow and the different tests you're going to have. Uh, they're going to be better, but we feel we're very capable of being better, and, and so we're going to get focused in on a few minor details that I won't share with you, and then we'll go from there. Mike, there have been criticism of uh, maybe Datsuk's play in his first few playoffs, but over the last couple of years, he's played so well in the postseason. Is it just kind of his evolution as a player and experience that you would attribute that to, or is it something in his game? Well, I think his first year in the league, he won the Stanley Cup, didn't he? So then, uh, then if I'm not mistaken, you know, he, he wasn't a lead dog when they lost out and 03 and then the next year was a lockout and the year after that he played on one leg so sometimes the people that are speculating on that don't know and to me he's been fantastic right through he's an elite player uh, both ways he's physically strong you're not going to back him off he's an elite competitor in saying that though Everybody has to evolve. Zetterberg's a better player today than he was three years ago. Same with Pav. And they've taken over our team. My first year here, Stevie and Shani and guys like that were in charge up front. Now Z and Pav are in charge. Um, Mike, the the sort of the commitment to back-checking, coming back hard, third guy all the time, is that a difficult thing to convince young guys they have to do? And a year, three years here, would there be some guys you'd point to and say, that's a success, the way he's progressed in that? Yeah, I, I, no, I don't think it's been difficult. I mean, uh, this is what we talked about day one. This is what we've been doing. Uh, and I think the commitment's been real high. Uh, when your best players are committed to doing it, it's pretty hard for anyone else. But we always say it's not optional. And, I mean, it's... But I think we make too much of that. We want to have the puck. So I think when you convince a guy that the harder he works without it, the more he has it, it's pretty straightforward. I like to have it. It's way more fun when you have it. Coach, how much of an advantage is it to have one group of guys who's been there and done that and had the experience of playing in the Stanley Cup, and then you have another group of guys who've never been there and are hungry and trying to, to get that first cup. How good of an advantage is it that you've got both sides of that equation? Yeah, I don't know the answer to that. Like we've, we've, I think we beat this up every day, this experience thing or lack of experience. Uh, 
you know, to me, it's about determination and will, and it's about playing hard for one another. And we believe we have a determined group. Uh, we thought we had a determined group last year that took a lot of good steps, and in the end, we're really disappointed. And you know, we've set ourselves up fairly well here, and yet we know that the next game is always the toughest. Um, I think experience gives you the calmness and gives you the understanding of what you've seen um, and what you're going to face. And yet, like I've said before, it doesn't guarantee anything. But uh, I think it gives you a positive feeling about your team and yourself. Mike, uh, last night we, we saw Pavel uh, mixing it up with Malone and Robertson at the end of the game. And, and it seems since really uh, game four of the Dallas series after the Holmstrom goal was, was disallowed, he's, he's really allowed his emotions kind of to show a little bit more. Is that just us seeing the type of competitor that he is that maybe you guys have seen we, we haven't? But he, or is it just part of his evolution as a, a leader on the team? Well, I think uh, Pavel likes to let you guys know that he doesn't speak English very good and he doesn't have much of a personality. But he's just anything but that. I mean, he speaks English real well. He's real smart. He's got a great personality. He's a funny guy. Uh, likes to have fun. And is competitive. And he wants to win. And I think when your best players want to win, I think that's very contagious. And I think when our guys see Pav committed physically, and that there's a message there that no one else gets off the hook. And so... Um, you know, I think it's an exciting time for Pavel. And like I said, he won the cup before, but he wasn't the lead dog before. And so I think that's a different thing. And, uh, you know, this is an opportunity for him, and he knows how hard it is. And, and so we're trying to play as hard as we can. Coach, did you see some desperation possibly from the other side last night with the way that Franzen was treated, some of the shots at the end of the game on some of your other players, that sort of thing? And, and how do you balance the composure aspect but protecting yourself at the same time? Oh, I, I mean, that's just something at the end of a game. I wouldn't put a whole lot into that. I mean, they can't go to the penalty box. You and I both know that. So there won't be any of that. And I think, you know, a lot of times when something happens, we make it into that it's going to carry over to the next game, and it never does. The bottom line is we're going to come out and do what we do and focus on our team and, and be prepared to play, and, and we'll see how it goes. But I don't uh, – we're not worried about that one bit. Mike, that along those lines of the Roberts hit on Franzen, I think you said you hadn't seen it last night. Have you seen it now? And does that cross a line as far yep. as respect? Yeah. Do you expect or hope that there's repercussions? That's not up to me. Injury, excuse me, injury-wise from Johan from that hit or, or any other injuries no. you're keeping your eye on? Everyone's fine. Mike, you talked about commitment and will to win. Is there a better example of that than Chris Draper? Well, you know, Drapes is a Drapes is a phenomenal human being, and so uh, he just does things right. I mean, uh, whether he's around his kids or his family or with his dad or in the dressing room or in his preparation in the off season or his leadership with the guys or. He's allowed to make other people accountable in his life because he does it right. And uh, pretty hard to 
say something to a guy who, who competes as hard as he does and, and tries to do the things he does. And, and you know, he just turned 38 a couple of days ago there, and uh, he still skates like a kid. And he's got the experience of many, many years in the league and still has the enthusiasm of a 20-year-old. And he's a real important Red Wing, and uh, that's why he's been here so long, and that's why he's so important to our team. Thanks. Have a little shot? Yeah.